football on off the ball with Sky all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports BT Sport and Premier Sports now then you're very welcome back so at the risk of repeating ourselves a touch just to bring up to speed on what really is getting too much attention but nonetheless Manchester United have released a statement noting the media fall letter and Cristiano Ronaldo's interview with Piers Morgan in less formal briefings the club has expressed extreme disappointment with the timing and the manner of the interview their official statement says they're going to take some time consider their response after the full facts have been established and to be fair we are only working off the clipped promotional cells to the full interview and we're seeing the most explosive parts so they're hanging on to see the 90 minute interview if you can stomach 90 minutes uh, which has not been released yet will be released this week Piers Morgan I'm sure uh, punching the air at the moment with the uh, fallout so to discuss further what the fallout will be very happy to say we are joined on the line by Mark Critchley of The Independent Mark evening Evening Joe, how are you doing? Yeah very well so just some of what Ronaldo has said he talked about the club lacking empathy for him when his daughter fell ill around the time of the pre-season tour on the betrayal point, which has certainly made headlines, he says it's Ten Hag who's betrayed him, but he says not only Ten Hag, another two or three guys around the club, I felt betrayed. He also said of Ten Hag, I don't have respect for him because he doesn't show respect for me. If you don't have respect for me, I'm never going to have respect for you. And then he talked about stagnation at the club as well. Nothing uh, changed, surprisingly, he said. Not the pool, the jacuzzi, the gym, even the kitchen, the chefs, whom I appreciate, lovely people. Uh, they stopped in time he says at the club it surprised me a lot I thought I'd see lots of other things technologies infrastructure unfortunately we see a lot of what I used to see at 21 and 22 and 23 years of age it really surprised me since Ferguson left I haven't seen an evolution at the club progress is zero and he did say you have to tear it down rebuild it if they start with me not a problem and then just for the sheer hell of it I'm not sure about him picking his battles here he decided to uh, do a drive-by on Ralph Rangnick. I'd never heard of this guy, not a manager. What the hell was going on there? So I don't know where Ralph Rangnick somewhere in Europe was saying, what, really? <laughs> uh, so there we are. They are the promotional cells to this 90-minute interview. This is the end of Ronaldo at Manchester United. I think it has to be. I think um, it's practically impossible to... Yeah, I hate to use that word because it's, it's got such a weight to it, that word, but it's practically impossible to see how he plays for Manchester United again now, particularly for, for Eric Ten Hag. And I think of all the little bits that you've just uh, mentioned there, uh, Rooney, I know the betrayal line was caused all the headlines, but I think um, just the fact of a, of a player going on the record to say they have absolutely no respect in the manager that they play for just kind of makes their own position untenable, really. Mm. Um, and that's now what United after the, the, the position that this interview's put United in. I mean, when it came out last night, I, you know, it's such a, it's such a explosive story and it's such a huge thing. Um, but my reaction after I'd just taken it all in and read the quotes and, and seen the clips was more that how, how much has really changed it. And, you know, maybe that's a bit of an oversimplification, but you know, it's still such a huge story. He's the highest profile player, the highest paid player. Um, he's forced them into such a difficult position, and he's and when any player comes out and says what he said on the record, it's, it's news. Let alone if it's if it's Cristiano Ronaldo. But really, what's happened is what everybody has long suspected is is now out there in the public domain. Mm. I think um, 
there wasn't a lot in it that was particularly surprising. I think what was surprising was how far Ronaldo went in stating it, but the, the sentiment, if you like, the crux of how he's felt and um, his position at the club was something that people have suspected for a long time, I think. And and the whole thing has kind of accelerated a process that was maybe underway already. You know, he was just, he was slowly transitioning out of the team. We've seen that under Ten Hag this season. Um, the only question was really, you know, in, in all, to all intents and purposes, he was gone is, is what I'm trying to say sooner yeah, or later, yeah. whether it was at the end of the season or later. It's just about the manner of how he goes. And he's chose to go the hard way. I do agree with your point. And I don't think it's mutually exclusive to say this is very compelling, big news, global news. And at the same time, it just copper fastens a situation we were all very aware of anyway. Marginalised player mm-hmm. raging against dying of the light is further marginalised and Manchester United will continue on without him. So I think both are true. It does strike me he wanted it in the summer. Manchester United wanted some kind of recompense for him. Clubs did not want to pay money for Ronaldo and take on his uh, wage bill and take on the, the ticking time bomb that he is. And so no bids came in for him. So I think there is an aspect here whereby Ronaldo's picked his moment. He doesn't ever have to go back into the dressing room. He leaves in January on the understanding that the club will probably cancel his contract now. Yeah, well, that is one of the few possibilities, I think. Like you say, um, they have kept their counsel really over the last... They've obviously released that statement today. Um, I think the timing of it, as you mentioned, obviously, it's the last meaningful game that they'll really play. Well, I mean, they've got a couple just before the window opens, but it was the last time that Ronaldo, Ronaldo might have missed the ones going ahead because of the World Cup if he if he goes late into that competition. So the timing makes sense from that point of view. But you know, at, at the same time, I think it's there's just there's a lot of um, there's no rush for United to 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 act really. There's no pressure of an upcoming fixture that they have to suspend him for, as, as was the case after Tottenham. The ball's in their court to decide what they want to do. And so yeah, there's there's a few options. There's the termination that you mentioned. I think. Look, everything's on the table, but um, it would be an extremely costly, probably a legally challengeable and actionable process. Um, so whether they can go down that route, I think it, it would be the most difficult one to do and maybe one that they don't actually want to do. I know the numbers and the figures when they've taken all those into account. There's some kind of mutual agreement, which would probably be the best to suit both parties. Um, but again, finding that might might prove difficult. And then there's exactly what you mentioned, and as was the case in the summer with the buyer. And if they can find a suitable buyer, um, then maybe that could work out. They, the only real offer that came in for him during the summer was this huge one from Saudi Arabia, which I don't think he would be minded to accept. And really what we're talking about here and what is kind of compelling about the whole thing is that we're reaching that point where the, the best, a guy who thinks he's the best player in the world has got to kind of figure come to terms with the fact that he's not even the best centre forward at Manchester United anymore and how he how he thinks where, where he thinks he can go and where he's willing to go is it's going to be a bit of a reckoning for yeah. him um, and we'll see how it shakes out I don't think anything's particularly changed since the summer in regard to there being an appetite from top European clubs to go there yeah. um, particularly not in January which is such a difficult market anyway so it really is difficult for him to see a way out. I think the only thing that we're certain after all this is that he's he's making his way out at some he point. He sure too. is. 
The Koi Gig Pod. I think all the concerns that we have obviously being that middle tier are very valid considering just how much we benefited from playing teams of a higher calibre going into our qualifiers. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Football on Off The Ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. Uh, we're talking here with Mark Critchley from The Independent. Marco, I'm curious if you have heard anything to put meat in the bone of the betrayal word, because Cristiano Ronaldo in this interview with Piers Morgan used the word betrayal twice, made a point of coming back to emphasise betrayal. So there is like as a working theory, what I'll call the Graeme Souness theory. So as soon as for a number of weeks on Talk Sport has been putting forward the argument that when Eric Ten Hag and Ronaldo would have sat down at Carrington over the summer after the difficulties around pre-season they would have had a conversation and presumably says Sunis promises were would have been made to Ronaldo about the extent to which he might figure in Ten Hag's plans and that clearly these promises have been broken because there's no way Ronaldo would have accepted the season playing out the way it has now Sunis in fairness to him, will fully admit up front, I've not, I haven't heard that, I've no information. That's just my guess, that's my sense, that's how the world of football works. Have you heard anything to explain Ronaldo's sense of betrayal? Well, I think if it relates to what you're talking about there in terms of in terms of playing time, um, there's never been any suggestion that Ten Hag offered him, a gar- him status as a guaranteed starter. I think that would have been presumed under, certainly when he came to the club under Solskjaer. Um, but that isn't the way that Eric Ten Hag operates. You know, knowing, speaking to people who know him and stuff like that, it's not. He wouldn't have come in and said, "You're going to, you're going to play every game for me." He would have. He's challenged Ronaldo effectively to prove that, uh, and to excel, and, and, and to prove that he deserves to start. Yeah. And what you do know, you I, think, I think the betrayal is then? I think. Look, it's difficult, as you said at the start, about. We're going off clips, aren't we? We're going off excerpts from an interview that are there to promote it. Yeah. The the most interesting thing I thought was this question of you know the the the, the horrific incident with the tragedy that he had in, in April with with his with his um, with the death of his child, the newborn child. That to, to to kind of level that accusation at the club that they have somehow um, not stood by him in the best way that they could. That, to me, would be, I think, you know, if, if he's looking to bring people with him on this argument that he's making that the club has betrayed him, you know, if there's if there's something substantial there, then that would be the most compelling thing that he has in, for, his, for his case. And we'd mm-hmm. wait to see whether there's anything more on that. Um, but other than that, you know, dealing with the club myself over the time when that happened and over the summer as well, when he didn't return for pre-season training, you know, they were always adamant that he had a family issue and that, Eric Ten Hag always addressed it that way and the, the public face of United during that time was always very supportive of Ronaldo going through that so again I'm struggling to to understand exactly uh, I, I I imagine it might be something to do with that but I, I'm struggling to understand what it is if it is that mm. in terms of playing time he's played games he has he has I think the way that Ten Hag's handled this actually has been really quite deft and quite clever he's given him enough of a chance to prove that you know, he's given him the opportunity to impress in the team. He's played, I think it was, he started 10 games this season. Now, up, up until the last week where he's missed these two through illness, United have played 19. So that's just about half of the games United have played. Yeah. Think of him as a peripheral figure. He's had chances and opportunities to impress. It's on him that he hasn't done that. And um, you, 
So if if the complaint is more about playing time, then that doesn't really stand up to reason either. He simply hasn't given Ten Hag or given the club, the wider club, the reason to believe that he's the man to take them forward and the man that should be starting all the time. So yeah. it's difficult. If I, I imagine if that's what the betrayal uh, is referring to, then it doesn't really stand up. I don't. Well, I'm presuming Piers Morgan, who can do an interview, I mean, there's no doubt, will have the wherewithal to press him even though I do suspect this is a very favourable hearing, <laughs> uh, we'll have the wherewithal to press him on what do you mean by betrayal and we might find out. Or maybe it is just this suitably vague, you know, plausible sounding uh, word which, you know, is all he can kind of grasp at when the truth is he, he just can't accept the reality of, of his situation. What would be damaging is if th- there is more information around the club lacking empathy. So, his son passed away at birth in the April and then the reasons it seems for not going on the summer tour was that his newborn daughter had fallen ill and you know it, like there is this it, it is a strange um, world whereby you know his absence in the summer tour in almost any other walk of life would not even be uh, questioned whereas you know Ronaldo it's been talked about as as a problem and it, it, that probably fails to appreciate the magnitude of what he and his family have gone through and he's probably still going through it I mean he does he does strike you as somebody yes he's upset that his body isn't where it needed to be but he also strikes you as somebody who is behaving in self-defeating fashion his tolerance for any kind of setback or frustration is zero and I think a happier person might be able to to take some of that in in, in better fashion so I I suspect it may, you know, he may look back in several years and realise he, he was still in the throes of grief and, and his home situation can't be comfortable. And I'm even wary of going much beyond that because I'm not a psychologist and I don't know the situation. But it just follows that you can't go through a life event like that and be all good several months later. I think that's absolutely correct. And there is a degree, um, well, more than a degree, but there's there's an empathy as well with the situation that he's experienced over the past six months, year. Um, in that regard um, and this is again I think is the difficult here with I've been very careful trying to you know doing appearances or writing anything today or tweeting or anything because you don't want to <laughs> judge too much before we actually have the full extent and the full context of the quotes that are coming out and even then I mean look he's, he might not open up in the way or, or, or on subjects like that I think it's it's difficult to speculate Um we can only really judge it from our vantage point on how one of the most high profile and one of the most famous players in world football and certainly a, a kind of living legend in Manchester United's history has acted in terms of his own relationship with the rest of the football club, with his manager, with his teammates. That's all that we really have to go on. Um, I'm sure there are wider circumstances and things like that, which which will be taken into account and should be taken into account in, in full time. Mm. But it is difficult to do that when you're just given a handful of clips and, you know, a write up in the sun with a few choice quotes and the most sensational quotes of all. So we await further context. And like I say, I think maybe that might soften some of the reaction to it. But I, again, I think some of what you said is so extreme yeah. that I almost don't see, I almost don't see the really being a way back from this. I think it's a huge kind of, the, the PR on this, like, you know, his, his, 
the, the first thing that people started talking about last night was was his legacy you know as, as if he's already left the club you know yeah. as if that has already been tarnished and and that's that's hard to come back from i think yeah it sure is uh, i guess it's gonna be an interesting a few days when it is released and we'll we'll see the fallout no doubt mark richley northern football correspondent for the independent thanks mark appreciate it cheers football on off the ball with sky all the football you love in one place across sky sports bt sport and premier sports